What's going on, guys? Welcome to episode eight of the Fitness Outsource podcast. Today, I'm sitting with Brandon again. And today, we're going to be talking about how to lose fat properly because you probably haven't lo- lost fat properly. And the way I know is because you probably gained it back or you probably ended up damaging your metabolism. Today, we're going to teach you how not to do that. Cue the intro. Okay, so we're going to start off by telling you how most people lose weight and the only four ways that are really in the fitness industry pretty much. And the number one way that people lose weight right now, and this is what's super popular right now on social media, is first find your maintenance calories by tracking your calories. And then from there, lower your calories by 5%, get stuck, lower it again, get stuck, lower it again by 5, 10%. And then you end up eating 30% less than you were eating before. And you're going to get stuck and you're not going to be able to lose weight. And then what have you done now? All you did was you just ruined your metabolism. I see people do this time and time again. They'll like go online. And again, they always say, I'm this age, I'm this height, I'm this gender. So I'm going to slowly reduce my calories from this point here. And they get to a certain point where they're just like, I just can't lose any more weight. But the calculator says I should be losing weight under this amount of calories. Why is that? It's because you fucked up your metabolism. (laughs) So that brings us to our second way that most people try to lose weight. And it's either through food elimination. So they go through like a healthy food diet where they're like, I'm not going to eat dairy. I'm not going to eat gluten. I'm not going to eat carbs. I'm not going to eat fat. And they eliminate one category of food. But I'm sure you can lose weight this way, but we don't take into part any other kind of variables such as calories in versus calories out on this point. Um, but that's the second way that most people try to lose weight. So just as an example, there's like keto where it's eliminate all carbs. There's veganism, eliminate all meat because people try to lose weight doing veganism. There's uh, a million and one ways that people just eliminate foods. Sometimes people will just say like, oh, eat only my product, only my protein powder, and then you'll lose weight. So there's, there's thousands of these. The next way is, uh, a meal plan. So eat exactly this until you reach your desired goal, which is basically your coach saying like, here's your meal plan, chicken and rice in the morning, chicken and rice at night, and then I don't know, freaking oatmeal and yogurt in the evening before bed. And then now you're going to try to lose weight like this, which ends up working. But you also end up just eliminating all kinds of foods after that. And then as soon as you start eating normally again, you end up gaining the weight. Right. And with this kind of method here, I find that This is like a very strict rule set that a lot of people have a hard time abiding by. And again, like rules always get broken. No matter what kind of nutrition plan you're on, rules always get broken. So when you put someone in a box saying like, only eat this prepared chicken, broccoli and rice that I've given you, how likely are you to continue or basically, yeah, be able to go on with that diet over and over and over until you get to your desired weight? So it seems like most of these diets that we're mentioning is like when you finish, when you reach your desired weight, what next? There is no what next. It's just do this until you get there and then, yeah, you know, that's it. <laughs> and then the last one is excessive exercise. So excessive exercise is basically like run five miles a day or work out every single day or something like that along those lines. Burn a lot of calories in order for you to be continuing eating the same way or maybe even include one of these other ways in order for you to lose weight. But what happens if you stop the excessive exercise? Because let's be honest, you will stop excessively exercising at some point, and then you'll end up just gaining the weight back. And then also at the same time, you'll end up damaging your metabolism, just like the other ways. So most people have done a either one of these or a combination of these four. And 
Let me ask you this. How did it go? It probably didn't go because you damaged your metabolism, A, or you uh, ended up gaining the weight back, or both. <laughs> um, so, yeah, th now we're going to kind of dive into our way, which is uh, the best way, and it's also the easiest way, but it, to most of the fitness industry, they think that this is extreme, especially the macro tracking junkie people who are just like, lower your calories by 5 to 10% because you won't feel it. But then they'll feel it after they lower it for the third time down to like 25% and they already lost some weight at that point. So then now they're, they're at the skinniest point and also eating 30% less and then they feel it. So your way is kind of dumb too, if you ask me. But uh, so this is how we do it. First thing we do is we make sure that we find your maintenance calories, just like how you do before. And then from there, we end up fixing your metabolism. But if you want to learn how to fix your metabolism, watch, I believe it's episode five titled How to Eat More and Lose Weight. So watch that episode, implement all that stuff, and then dive into our fat loss phase. But you don't have to do that, but we strongly, strongly recommend that you do that. So that's the first thing. Figure out your maintenance calories, build up your protein, build up your calories from there. And then what we do next is... So number two, the second step that we're going to actually do is we're actually going to cut calories by roughly 25 to 30% right away from your maintenance. Where again, this is contrast what is usually seen in the fitness industry where they slowly bring those calories back down. So what we're going to do is we're going to enact an immediate calorie deficit by 30%. And so when we do that, again, you're going to see fat loss almost immediately within the first like first to second week, which for clients and people who are on this diet are is very encouraging, very, very encouraging because you're losing a significant amount of weight. And then from there, then we can actually start to go into our last phase, which is kind of like our recovery phase out of the fat loss phase. Yeah, but I just want to mention also that when we cut calories, we cut by like minimum 25%. We might even cut it by 50%. And the reason for that is because at the beginning of your of your uh, fat loss journey, you're already eating the most you've ever eaten, most likely. You're also the most motivated you've ever been. And you're also at your, the biggest reason is you're also at your highest body fat percentage. And when you're at your highest body fat percentage, that is when it's easiest for you to cut down a lot of calories. It, it's the hardest for you to cut down a lot of calories when you're at your lowest body fat percentage. So just keep that in mind. The reason why is because right now it is the easiest time to do this. So why not utilize this time? So from there, what we do is uh, we end up building back up. So let's say what, what we do is like we'll cut down your calories by 30%. And then from there, we start slowly adding in calories after the first two weeks. So we'll say like, okay, you've eaten minus 30%. And then now we're going to add 20 carbs. 20 carbs is 80 calories. So we cut down your calories by, let's say, like 600, 700, 800, whatever. And then we add 80 calories. And so when we progressively do it like this, we're initially enacting a fat loss phase and a recovery phase at the same time. So what Yasha was kind of referring to is if we add 20 carb every week, what you're doing is you're getting roughly 80 uh, calories back into your diet. And you're going to do that all the way until you get back to maintenance or even beyond because then now our metabolism is building back up as we come out of the fat loss phase. And that's awesome because the way that waves of motivation kind of go with, you're going to be the most motivated when you start this cut. 
But as you go on through your fifth, sixth week, it becomes so much harder, harder to stay on with that. But if you're continually eating more, again, that's so encouraging rather than cutting more and more food out when you're at bottom already. There's this insane amount of relief hearing from your coach at the end of the week, like, hey, you can actually eat more now and then eat more again. And then you start to realize like, hey, every single week I'm going to be eating more instead of every single week I'm going to be eating less, which is so shitty because that's how I did my bodybuilding competition. It was less and less and less and less and less until I was eating 1200 calories at my leanest on the stage feeling the shittiest. Yeah, it's funny. Your coach comes in and, hey, Ashko, great job this week. Guess what? Your next week's going to suck even more. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And something that I know that you wanted to talk about was, because now we're kind of diving into sports. In sports, like bodybuilding, we will cut your calories every single week down until you're eating next to nothing. And then from there, you have your competition. And you're going to be feeling the absolute shittiest on your competition day when you should be feeling your best. Yeah. And so I'm going to bring this back to jiu-jitsu because that's where my familiarity and this is my niche. So I see this time and time again in weight class sports where guys will do exactly the same thing. They'll like slowly cut their calories closer and closer and closer to competition day. And on like maybe the week before competition day, they'll cut it even like more. So the night before they're not really getting well fed, which means the next day they're not going to have that much energy to compete, right? They should basically be eating more and more and more towards the end. So the night of, you're not really worried about your weight too much. The morning of, you're not worried about your weight too much. And you're eating the most you have ever in this fat loss phase. Do you know how much of a tool that would be? You're like, basically, if you were to go on a hike and not bring any food compared to the guy who has to go on a hike for like six hours and has been starving himself for the past week, who do you think is going to do better on that hike? Yeah, who's, who do you think is possibly going to die? Either that, yeah. <laughs> And then what happens after somebody has brought their calories all the way down, they did their competition, now they've eaten the lowest they've ever been, they're, all of their motivation for anything in life is gone because they spent it all for on this competition. And then what ends up happening? They start eating how they were before and they just boom, blow up because they destroyed their metabolism, they're eating at the lowest amount of calories and then all of a sudden they just shoot their calories right up because your coach might give you a recovery diet. They might say like, hey, all you have to do is just eat like an extra like 10, 100 calories per day for the next like 12 weeks. But you're so demotivated because you just want your life to go back to normal because you put a deadline on this on this thing that you did. And then all you care about is like, when is this going to end? When is this going to end? When is this going to end? And when it finally ends, you just balloon back up. And that's another thing too. Like a lot of people put deadlines on these things that they do. They'll say like, by this time, I want to get to this weight. But what does that imply? That implies that eventually when you get down to that weight, that it's like, it's over. Just go back to how you normally do it. All you're asking yourself is like, when does this end? When does this end? When does this end? Versus the other way that we do it, there is no end date. You just keep going up and up and up and up until you're satisfied with the amount of calories you're doing because you're recovering from your metabolism the entire time. You're recovering your metabolism the entire time. Yeah, you'll be surprised. So I had this one client and he came to me, he weighed around like 240 pounds to start. And we tried to go through this metabolic rebuild for him. And then he's getting to a point where I was like, what are we going to do this fat loss phase? I'm like, are you sure? Are you ready for this? He's like, yeah, okay, I'm ready for this. So I cut him right away. He starts like losing all this weight and he gets down to about like 225. So he lost about 15 pounds on the severe cut. And because he's done it in ways before where he's like progressively cutting more and more calories from there, 
when I was telling him to build his calories up, he's like, no, we got to keep going. Like, look at this progress here. We got to keep going. So without my advice, he just tried to cut his calories even more and more and more from the bottom, right? And it got to a point where he lost maybe an extra like two or three more pounds. And he got to a point where he just plateaued. And he was asking me, why aren't we losing any more weight? Where do we keep cutting calories? I'm like, yes, but I'm telling you to put these calories back on, right? And so when he finally came around to this method and I'm like, okay, we're going to start building you back out. That's when he started to lose weight again. Like he went through that, he broke through that plateau and now he's on his way to being recovered back up towards where he started in the first place and even beyond that. And he's starting to lose the weight again. So one thing that most fitness professionals get their clients to do is they'll they'll see that there's no weight loss for one week or there's no change for one week. Then they cut them down. Oh, there's no change. Let's cut you down. We do the opposite. There's no change. Perfect time to bring you even further up. No change again, bring you up. Because the thing is, no change with more calories is good. <laughs> and But what ends up actually happening is they won't change for a couple weeks, one to two weeks, maybe even three. We bring their calories up and then they lose even more weight. Because your body is using that extra energy for more energy. I know it sounds like so crazy, but this is this is how it's done. This is how you should do it. Like it's it it seems it seems nuts, but it, it sucks way more doing it the other way. And I'd rather see my client stay the same weight while eating more as opposed to just being like, cut them again, cut them again, cut them again. Um so yeah, that's that's pretty much it. That that's covers the entire fat loss phase. Is there anything else that you want to add into this? Yeah, I'm glad we can finally get this off our chest because I'm tired of explaining it to my clients. <laughs> if you're a fitness professional and watching this, implement this with your clients. Your clients are going to be so much happier. And if you don't know how to do it, then join our program. We'll help you out. And then you can help your clients do this exact same approach. Uh, we don't mind sharing the knowledge because we'd rather your clients be successful as well um, than, uh, than us like holding back this knowledge. That's the goal with this podcast. Give away as much as we can. And if you need help, then you can join uh, the Fitness Outsourced program. We're going to be running our Kickstart program soon. It is actually full, but we're going to be running our next run in uh, in September. September. Yeah. So that wraps up episode eight. Again, I'm here with Brandon and uh, hope you enjoyed this episode. We will see you in the next one.